views expressed on this podcast are solely those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the views of teachers and administrators of Oak Grove High School or District 214. This is Vox Historia, the voice of history, told by students of history at Elk Grove High School. Today we've got to talk about, in this podcast, about a very crucial period of time that signifies the context of this podcast. It was a time of imperialism that shifted the stage in the world and gave the power to the European. Meaning that, you know, with the Oceanic Empires, you know, the, there was already competition in the Americas. And now, in this new century, the, the, power, the powers, the European powers, the main colonizers like Britain, France, and Spain, turned their eyes towards colonizing parts of Africa and India, meaning to the, so towards the Eastern Hemisphere. So now, we will look at the effects of imperialism in the case of Britain colonizing Australia. Australia was founded by Captain James Cook of British Empire in 1788. He landed in Botany Bay, which is modern-day Queensland. He was trying to find a place for criminals of England to put, and Australia was a perfect place, as it was isolated from the rest of the world, and there was nowhere to escape. The reason they were trying to find a place for criminals is because they lost to the Americans, but they also intended it to be an established colony to serve as an outpost on the far side of the world for the empire, according to the, according to author Thomas Keenly. Both intentions reflecting Britain's thoughts on the empire after losing a war, how they planned to colonize more land to add power, those imperialistic thoughts who, that what sculpted their actions. Now that Trump gave us, you know, their attitudes towards their actions, I would like to examine how did they put them into action, specifically examining the particularly the environmental migration changes that, that the British colonization brought. But, you know, when they asked themselves in that time, how, how did they export their resources? For the environment and look the Americas, the process of settling was way more difficult, as the Australian climate was hot and dry, which proved really harsh for the settlers. Most people finding some resources to prove useful, or well, more difficult is uh, strange creatures like the snakes, spiders, and scorpions always hindering the process of settling. That brought deadly venom. Other, the, the wildlife there was practically untamable. It had no viable use like the ox and cow that brought changes in the agricultural revolution. The lamb brought kangaroos, and you know, as we know, you can't really you know, make a kangaroo carry a plow, you know, or milk it and use it for resources. So what, you know, what did they, what resources did they used to exploit? That was, you know, as the exploiting resources was typical of the lands colonized by the empires that drove their power. Lastly, most importantly, the tribes of the natives were hunter-gathering, meaning that they had no infrastructure to select the Native Americans that the British could have taken over and colonized their style. So what, what would make us really a settled colony? It surely was looking like a perfect place for prisoners. Due to its hardship remoteness, it was a place they wanted to dump the prisoners after the last revolution. So after all these odds, what natural resources did offer to flourish the British Empire even more? And that and that is where gold and natural gases come into play. As Australia did review its natural resources such as gold, sapphires, opals, coal, and iron, then later on uranium and natural gases. Those discoveries would lead to the alternate environment by exploiting the resources for use, shifting the land to grow more. To grow more um, resources. Now, another major, did I say, more important environmental altering was the 
the imperialism brought was to change domesticated animals. As the British introduced the cattle, that actually it said pretty, pretty nicely to the environment, and that's what led them to produce the, the agricultural tools that led them to settle the infrastructure that could lead to working settlements and communities. Now that brought the microtonal changes. By by 1890, about 500,000 um, British, British people from the mainland looking for a better life came to Australia. However, there was a, a, a worse consequence because the, the more they settled in, the more interactions had to, with the natives. And then, which brought to frontier wars and therefore demographic changes. Through frontier wars, as Ma Mariano said, Massacres, the introduction of diseases, left the Aboriginal population devastated. The, slitter, the settlers took over their territory, affecting a cultural as well as physical dispossession. British colonization had a disastrous impact, with dispossession of land, the bringing of new diseases, along with death, caused a huge disruption of the traditional lifestyles and practices of the Aboriginal people in Australia. The British would break Aboriginal families apart to educate the children in their ways, which led to the stolen generation. Many of the viruses and bacteria that the British settlers brought with them were deadly to the indigenous people. Most devastating of all was the smallpox virus. It decimated the indigenous population as they had no immunity and lived in small scattered clan groups. At first, fear and curiosity were experienced by the aboriginal peoples and the British settlers. Cultural misunderstandings over land, however, made the initial attempt to construct a peaceful relationship seem futile. Violence against the Aboriginal peoples continued in some parts of Australia until the third decade of the 20th century. And so, violence, dispossession, and disease caused the indigenous population to decline by around 90%. In any case, wherever Europeans settled and colonized, its demographic effect is that the Aborigines died. Now, that me and Natasha analyzed the demographic environmental migration changes that Britain brought to Australia, you know, as the case of altering the environment for resources, exploiting them, and you know, and the and the trend that if that the European countries follow decimating the, the native populations by unexposed diseases. And now me and Sean will analyze a what if scenario. What it would what, what if I mean these results would they have taken place if they did and what the degree of it today. If British never colonized Australia, then the demographics of the Australian continent would have been very different. Before the British arrived, the Aboriginal population was 800,000. By the 1920s, the population had shrunk to about 50,000. Today, the Aboriginals make up only 2% of the population. Prior to the British, about 250 languages were spoken. Now, only 140 remain in use, and only 13 are not considered endangered. Now, that strong analyze, you know, you see a really common, you know, effect that would have taken place, like the, like the demographic. However, yes, it's seemable that the population would remain untouched. However, I don't think that it would remain uncolonized. Given that, in 1801, documents report that French captain Nicolas Baudin was trying to persuade Napoleon Bonaparte to colonize Australia, but it never happened due to the, you know, to the avoidance of having another war for colonies we previously saw in the Americas, and also by the British, by by the British already having settled and you know their infrastructure is there. Now, yes, had the British never been there, Baudin probably would have been compelled to tell Napoleon that to colonize France. Now, how would France be if they were another imperialistic country? Well, I feel like they would be a, the Aborigines would be better off, meaning that 
The French had made more of a fraternalistic attitude towards their subjects that they colonized, meaning that they wanted to build relations, they saw each other as a brotherhood, just like they did in the Americas, so I have no reason to think why they wouldn't keep those same attitudes with the ab aboriginal population. Now, once again, of course, the main language would be French, that Australia would speak today, and you know, the, the flag would be altered to resemble that of Francis. You know, those are seemable changes that may would have happened. However, let's say, had Australia been uncolonized today, would the British people would have had, like I said, gone search and steel to make a own developed country that it is today? But they would have had the necessary tools, the necessary resources, or would they would have remained uncivilized and hunter-gatherer? Now, to include this podcast, thank you, thank you everyone for listening. This is Vox Historia. This episode was written and produced by Sean Patel, Mariano Alanis, and Natasha Sevilla. The information for this podcast came from australianstogether.org, digitalpanopticon.org, amw.gov, nationalorleans.org, the relations of genocide written by Tony Barda, National Public Radio, Avocation, and Britannica. The music and the sound used in this podcast is royalty-free and was licensed through audiobox.com in conjunction with Bell Book and Camera Production. Box Historia is a project in Mr. Janu's AP World History class at Al Grove High School. More information can be found at boxhistoria.org. Thanks for listening.